0: And the page on the day walk away because they're sensing what I say I'm 45th generation Roman but I don't know I' care when I'm spitting so return to your sitting position and listen it's fitting and I'm miles ahead on and the eve me, of Canada face playing face its first we'll World Cup game in 36 years as they say in American football any given Sunday what a day of World Cup it's been welcome to the show with no actual footy iq no actual pundits no actual analysts just a bunch of fans chatting as they were to be chatting in a pub this is the world cup date i'm your host i'm boris and today at least for now because you never know i am joined by phil
1: hello everybody we'll try to keep the swearing to a minimum and the footy talk on topic
0: (laughs) (laughs) that ain't fucking happening (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right we're in the pub
0: <laughs> exactly exactly think of this as like the good old days, sitting at joe's and ordering the 32 ounce pitchers of beer for five dollars
1: Yep. Yeah. and then kind of waking up the next day going i know why they were five dollars <laughs>
0: exactly exactly the bottom of the barrel but that's all right because that's how argentina played today bottom of the barrel what a day what a freaking day i thought today was going to be the day of upsets the world kind of corrected itself by the end of the day but uh what what like what a crazy day but honestly in all seriousness it just goes to show you you know that literally anything can happen in those 90 minutes on the pitch and you know what a perfect way for canada's lead in because you know if there's anything that john herdman is good at it's talking. That motherfucker can talk. And that motherfucker has been able to talk (laughs) his players into believing that they're much better than they really are into winning CONCACAF, into the World Cup, into facing a hurting Belgium tomorrow. Dude, can you just imagine that speech that he's going to be giving to the boys right before they head out to the tunnel?
1: I think he's been practicing it on TSN here in Canada because the guy's always got a mic in front of him, but... I'll tell you. Today it was a perfect example of why I can get excited for a game tomorrow and why I'm scared, crapness, <laughs> right? So we had the tale of two two games, the tale of two underdogs and the two different results. So I could see us getting drummed out four to nothing or four to one, and I could see us winning two to one. You know what yep. I mean? So I'm, yeah, I'm all. Puckered up about tomorrow now, <laughs> that's for sure. But yeah. I'll, I'll tell you something. I was I was starting to tell you off air. I I have put my heart in a jar for Canada for a while because it's been stomped on too many times. And you know, and I know through our experience with TFC that sometimes you got to do that. You got to separate yourself from the emotion of the sport. And from the occasion. Yep. Right? And it's a skill that, sadly, we have learned. Many times. And I've, I've Many times, yes. And I, I have been employing it with this Canada run. And just being like, nope, nope. Too many times being there, being one game away from the oct, one game from this, one game from that. Nope, nope, nope. It doesn't happen for us. It doesn't happen. We win, cock a calf, and I go, okay, there's a spark there. But the internal like the canadian dialogue in my head the canadian supporter dialogue is don't believe the hype you guys have heard me being a little bit pragmatic about tomorrow but last night i'm watching you know all the the stuff that's being generated for canadian television fans right now and i got to say i'm worried about getting emotional tomorrow Oh, I you're am gonna worried cry. about the occasion. Oh, I am. You're gonna like, cry. I was already like, you're gonna looking you're gonna at gonna stuff like,
0: you're gonna weep this like a little bit. Moment. It's gonna be great. Yep. I cannot wait to read your messages tomorrow at 11 a.m. when the pre-show starts. Yes, three hours before the game actually starts. We are. St- this is like the fucking Super Bowl. We are getting a pre-show three hours before game time. Three hours before kickoff. This is the same network,
1: ladies and gentlemen, that carried the MLS final game and cut the trophy presentation to go to, like, I don't know, curling. Like, it was just outrageous. I'm sitting there wanting to actually hear post-game coverage, actually see the trophy lift, and it's just, boom, time cut, minor league sports. Like, what? And three hours tomorrow. Like,
2: can
0: you say that their contract is ending with the MLS? I can. <laughs> right? Exactly. Because as everyone should know, uh, the MLS is going to Apple TV on an extra subscription. I'm, I cannot wait to see everyone freak out and see how that's going to work. But let's stick on topic. Um. Yeah, no, but yeah. it's honestly three-hour pre-show for a two-hour game. That's five hours for 90 plus a little bit, we're looking at 100 minutes of football because that's what we've been seen to be getting here. Um, and, and we're going to talk about that in just a quick second. But today's topic of the day, of the juror, obviously should be Saudi Arabia beating Argentina. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest, we're both located in Toronto. Toronto's in Canada. Canada's in the World Cup and for the first time in 36 years. We're getting a little excited about this game. Little bit, but so one of the things I was asked on another show, I don't remember which show did a few, and it was essentially like, you know, what the hype is, what the hype train is like here in Canada, as you know, for the World Cup. And realistically, you know, it was no different than any other World Cup, in my opinion. Yeah, you saw stuff here and there, but I feel like the hype train really started over the weekend, and right now you're getting daily half-hour to 60-minute shows on what Canada ate in the morning, right? At what time yep. Jonathan Azorio went to poop. Like, it's insane, the coverage that Canada is getting at this point.
1: Honestly, it's getting hockey coverage right now.
0: Yeah, it's beating We used hockey to We coverage. used to
1: complain about this all the time. Training camp could be on for TFC. Game could be played. Nada, nada. Not even, like, you're lucky if... Pulse24, a 24-hour just rotten news channel that just cycles the same stories like minute after minute. You'd be lucky if they put a blurb on at the bottom saying the score. So, here we are and now, and and, you know, paradoxically, everybody covers whether or not Austin Matthews is shaving his balls with Manscaped this week or if he switched to Gillette, right? Like, the, the media coverage on Everything hockey is so overdone. Oh, today um the fourth line blue uh, uh defenseman stubbed his toe and uh will may need um uh, put a band-aid on. And that's the news. And it's just amazing to me that they're actually paying attention to Canada here.
0: Yep. By it, the way, this really podcast is weird. not sponsored by Manscaped just yet. No, but when it is, oh you guys will know. Oh, we're going to talk about balls and balls and so Smelly balls. Woo! (laughs) Come on, Manscaped. Give us that Manscaped money. And then we wonder why Tyler doesn't want to do the other podcast with us anymore. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) But honestly, it's crazy. The coverage we're getting, and this is the thing. This is the thing, Phil. We are getting this insane coverage in the middle of Raptor season. In the middle of of Leaf season, which is unprecedented. It is insane. It is crazy. It's something that you've never, ever, ever would have ever thought to see. Like, this is just, it's just, yeah. I don't even know what it is at this point.
1: It is unprecedented. It is unprecedented. And, and, and you know, even TSN has some other hockey crew down there covering the World Cup. That blew my mind because yeah. we both know how the media, the hockey media, hate ...football
0: slash soccer up here. Oh, they, they like, make fun of it openly. Crazy. They could literally be covering an MLS game, and they will openly mock soccer, football, yep. footy, whatever you want to call it.
1: Yeah, and, and the thing is, is that what I've learned about it is that contempt is actually them burying fear. Yes. Because they're worried about the fact that the world's game is getting stronger and stronger in North America... And they perceive that as a threat to their own coverage and their own sport, which it shouldn't be. Like, Let's be honest. In in, in Canada, hockey is always going to be king. We know that. We know that everybody's got a space at this table. It's just the comeuppance of going from the little table and going to the big table in the sports arena and the sports pantheon of North America.
0: All right. We're talking about the hype train. And it's not just in Canada where you're seeing this hype train. This hype train is honestly, we are becoming the darlings of the World Cup, and we haven't even touched the pitch just yet. Al Jazeera, World News, Al Jazeera, has this awesome video up on their site right now, hyping the Canada train. Phil, let's let's take two minutes, six seconds out of our day to listen to this. By the way, we're in this
2: video in the background. Canadians are passionate about their sports teams. Generally those playing baseball, basketball, and of course, ice hockey. But more recently, fans are turning to a different game. It was my first time ever seeing a game. The success of the men's and women's sides has caused a massive spike in interest in the sport. The Canadian women's team won Olympic gold in Tokyo followed by the men's team qualifying for just their second World Cup. Much of this success is down to the influence of coach John Herdman.
3: John Herdman has brought so much confidence to the Canadian national team program that it attracts winners, right? Winners attract winners. He had medal success as an Olympic uh, coach for the Canadian women. He's more than brought that to the Canadian men.
2: This group of players is much more diverse than the team that played at the 1986 World Cup in Mexico. Among them, the Canadian immigrant from Ghana, Alfonso Davies. The Bayern Munich player has captured the attention of the soccer world and is thriving under Herdman. While Croatian-born Milan Borian tells everyone how proud he is to be part of this team. Happy
3: to bring, to, to give back something to Canada that Canada gave it to me. You know, new life, new everything.
2: Experts think the World Cup could be a turning point for the sport in Canada. Now this is an opportunity to be there in in, in Qatar this
3: year, and then in Canada, United States and Mexico in four years. This will set a a real uh, transition for Canada to the next level.
2: The recent success is already paying off, with greater enrollments in youth programs, and fans ready for a taste of World Cup glory.
3: We're going to Qatar. We are going to
1: Qatar.
2: With hopes of being a dark horse, Canadians are counting down to the tournament in Qatar with excitement not felt in a generation. Jody Vance, Al Jazeera, Vancouver.
0: There we go. There we go. The hype train is certainly on everywhere, and it's true. Like it's 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 just crazy to think where this program was a few years ago. But let's be honest, Phil. You and I are all about honesty as it comes to this because we've fought on the front lines. We've been in those trenches. Somehow, mm-hmm. some way, the CSA is still going to fuck this up. <laughs> they already
1: are. Come on. Like not this particular team at this moment, but I am so concerned about 2026 access to tickets. Access to events and whatnot—just everything that I see right now—I'm not a big fan of. Have you seen
0: this insane Canada fan bullshit idiots on Twitter? Talking about that's what I'm talking about, man. I'm just saying,
1: like it's
0: who openly, openly saying the media is lying. Qatar is perfect. Oh boy, see, this is why. We weren't invited to the party anymore. Yeah, well, we got uninvited. Well, I nearly I nearly, I nearly <laughs> lost
1: it. I nearly lost it on Twitter when everybody was complaining that Canada didn't have a World Cup kit. And I'm like, do you know whose fault that is? The CSA. Mm-hmm. Because they need to tell Nike to make one. So yep. you know who didn't believe in this in this team getting to the World Cup in Qatar? CSA!
0: Exactly. There's That's a reason.
1: That's the fans should be mad at. But no, they're dragging Nike and Adidas and everybody else up and down Twitter lane there. And and I'm just like, guys, do you not know how sport works? Yep. these, And then secondly, guess what? Everybody's got the same freaking kit. Yep. How is the England kit any different, really, in material than any of the other kits? All the Nike kits are the same. Yep. All the Adidas kits are the same. How many times did we learn that with TFC? We'd get the preview on the World Cup kits because they would be our kits in the MLS. They were testing them.
0: Yep. That's exactly how it was.
1: Templates. Telling you. It's
0: unreal. I'm telling you. But I want to spend $160. Give me that piece of polyester. Right? It's... CSA. That's the thing that people don't realize is how far in advance these orders should have been placed The design should have been approved And the fact that the CSA doesn't have anything ready Literally goes to show you what the CSA thinks Of their own fucking program Thank you, Mr. Cochran The person who Phil and I literally ran out of TFC I also love the fact that they
1: turned around And they had to put in a monetization strategy To even get tickets for games now Instead of just going to the Voyagers yeah. And, and getting excitement and getting The the, the paid fans like the, the enthusiastic fans Who were bleeding for this team For so long and instead They put in some kind of payment system Where you have to be an Uber fan In order to get the invite ahead of everybody else Like you know,
0: come on What gets to me the most is this 2008 Versus Jamaica August 8th mm-hmm. 2008 We single handedly I put in Almost $8,000 of my own fucking money to get asses in seats. Yep. We'll talk about that one day. How about about the trip? How about the trip
1: that Jack and I made to go watch uh, uh, Canada play Honduras in Montreal, where we were the home team. However, because they sold so many tickets to the Honduran fans. The way we likened it was we were a red stain on a blue mattress there. Yep.
0: That's that's we weren't, we weren't even
1: allowed to display the Canadian national flag by security. But yep. hey, Quebec.
0: exactly, <sighs> exactly. All right, Phil. So that's oh, tomorrow's show. Tomorrow's now I'm show grumpy about... again. <laughs> I bring it out in you, I know how to bring it out in you. <laughs>
1: Man. Oh man. I,
0: I can I can piss you off just by naming some names and you'll just like know you go can. Off. <laughs> You can do the same with me. You can honestly yes, do the same with can. me. Yep,
1: yep. <laughs> well, I, I planted that Earl one the other day,
0: so I that, know that you was did. my comeuppance. <laughs> I know you did. Oh, now I'm just thinking of fucking Jesse Pearl. <laughs> uh, you know, I kind of hope these people are listening to this show.
1: Oh, I know. Well, what was what was the guy's name that went to Vancouver? The wet ones. Oh, <laughs> he was the assistant GM. The <laughs> <laughs> trip to New England. Oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Anton. Anyhow. you're thinking Anton. No,
1: not Anton. The 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 guy who defected to to Vancouver. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, anyway. Sales guy Juno or something. Joey Juno or something. I don't know. Yeah, but don't anyhow. Jesso. Joe Jessu. That's it. Yeah. Nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> Anton's oh. still there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. There is a lot of hype, but you know, we gotta tame the hype. We because let's be realistic. We've been hurt so many times with the CSA. And I and look, I know everyone's been hurt by their team, but the amount of work that Phil and I personally have put into this team the blood, the sweat, the tears, literally the investment that we have put into this team to help Canada raise its profile, and then to literally be slapped by the CSA when the ticket got hot, when the ticket got popular, you know, you and I should be the last people getting hyped for this game.
1: Oh, I know. That's why I've been holding off on it, like... I think of guys like Jamie and whatnot who also put in a heck of a lot of work oh. as much, if not more the Voyagers, More. A ton like that more whole, than you and I. Yeah. That whole, that whole group of people that have been holding this up, thick or thin than and traveling longer than us. Yes. Longer than us. We just helped when we came along and had some stra- new strategies. That's it. That we offered and Jamie and the rest like went crazy with it and did their own thing. And that's fantastic. Yep, And they they deserve everything, they travel They
0: do a lot of stuff that was beyond the pale for this team We had TFC's balls And because of them sharing an office with the CSA for a while You know, we were able to have access to the CSA And that's what gave us some momentum, especially at the start But I was happy to pass this along to the Voyagers And I'm glad that they ran with it, and they did their thing, you know They did well. Let us talk this. 100 minutes. That apparently is the directive that the officials are being given to have the games. 100 minutes. And I do have another audio clip that we're going to listen to. And this one comes from ESPN. And it is Pierluigi Colina. Do you remember Pierluigi Colina? Not particularly. He is the referee... Probably one of the most famous referees oh. of the modern era. Tall, bald, angry. Oh no. You know which one. All right. I probably Let- will. I probably will. I've seen a lot. <laughs> All right, let's listen to this. And this is the explanation as to why we are getting so much extra time.
3: Uh, wasted time in a match. Uh, we should make uh, a difference uh, between uh, the time wasted because of the game Mm -hmm. and the time wasted deliberately by players. The most important, the largest part, is uh, the time wasted because of the match. Uh, In a match, uh, there are, uh, on average, nine minutes lost uh, on throw-ins. They are part of the game. What we already did in Russia, you may remember, is to more accurately calculate the time to be compensated mm. at the end of each half. And uh, in Russia, we, we told everybody, don't be surprised if you will see the fourth official raising the electronic board with a big number on it. Think a match where in a half there are three goals scored. The celebration normally takes one, one and a half minutes. So with three goals scored, basically you lose five six minutes for for something that is nice to see for those <laughs> scored. So what we what we really want to do is uh, to accurately calculate uh, the time to be added at the end of uh, of each half.
0: There you go. That is the explanation. That is the explanation. I I don't hate that.
3: No
1: like that cuz the amount of time wasting is actually horrendous. So, if you if you're knowingly doing this and making an educated like the referee is actually looking at his watch or her watch and calculating that time. So, I know one of the games today had 7 minutes extra time in the second half. But if that's an accurate reflection of it, I'm quite all right with that because the players are working the system and they're getting away with too much. Like we all know that goalkeepers are what there's a time limit on how long they can hold the ball in the box and not kick it. Yep. And that's ignored all the time.
0: I like think that's the thing. There. We've kind of grown accustomed to the average being 3-4 minutes, 3 minutes usually, right? 2 minutes. Yep. On average. That that's what we would always see the big board say, you know? But I think now they've been instructed to properly calculate how much time actually is being wasted with throw-ins, with free kicks, with goal kicks especially, and then add on injury. Substitutions. Actual substitutions. injury time. Substitutions. Substitutions. And the fucking run to the VAR. Yeah, and the VAR and Fergie time. And Fergie time. <laughs> we always, need to, uh, Or as we're going to call it from this moment forward, Qatar time. Qatar time. <laughs>
1: Oh, man, that sounds like it could be a drink ad. What time is it? Guitar time. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad they banned beer sales. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so that's that. So that, that uh, that's pretty much what's going on. Some other news, just because we've brought it up. Ronaldo, gone from Manchester United via mutual agreement. That's it. So long. Goodbye. Don't let the door hit you. Hit your ass on the way out.
1: Welcome to the MLS,
0: Mr. Ronaldo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. oh, man, it's going to be a fun couple weeks. Because <laughs> that's going to be all that we hear. Is that he's going to land in Miami with David Beckham. And that's a designated player. And he's going to get shares in the league, just like Beck's, and Oh, my God. But yes. I couldn't see that one
0: coming. <laughs>
2: yep,
0: yeah, exactly. All right. When you're talking about the referees, you made a very important distinction, whether it was a he or a she, because we are now seeing the first female official at a Men's World Cup match. Frances Stephanie for part, has become the first female official at a Men's World Cup match. Uh, she was named as the fourth official for Tuesday's clash between Mexico and Poland. Awesome Awesome stuff. Awesome seeing that happening. We've been doing that
1: in the MLS for a while,
0: and it is not a
1: problem. And they're like even the main referee. I've seen it be female in certain games and whatnot. And a okay, blinds people as well. Um, I'm all about that equality. And kind of ironic that is happening as a first in Qatar. Right.
0: That's FIFA saying, (laughs) "Look, we're good. We're good. We're not trash. We're not corrupt." No, another brown envelope, please (laughs) Speaking of FIFA, did you see that the president, El Presidente himself, has said he is willing to unite the world And create peace by giving a World Cup to North Korea if given the chance This is not a Beaverton article What? The Onion. This is in The Onion. This right? is not The Onion. <laughs> this is not The Beaverton. This isn't even a figment of my imagination or my humor. Oh, yeah. Did, did this guy go to the same school as Donald Trump? Like- <laughs> Ecuador's Captain Valencia has an ankle injury. Uh he's nursing it before the Netherlands clash. We'll see how that goes for him. Hopefully he is well to play for that game. Yeah. Whoo, yeah. More. Hundreds of fans are reporting World Cup ticket woes for a second day. What? There you go. Never. Dude, they've had Never, to open ever. A booth at every stadium called the Ticket Resolution Point.
1: <laughs> I, I I read a Twitter piece last night that somebody got into an Uber. The driver was taking them back to their hotel or wherever they were staying, I assume, and took another Uber call on the on a separate phone. Got confused about who he was dropping off. Dropped off. The first Uber people at the wrong spot and demanded that they pay him all the cash up front, or else he was calling the police and going to get them uh, you know yeah. deported from the country, yeah, so like there's lots of fun stories coming out. I don't know how true they are. I don't know how verified they are, but man, you're getting just, these from FIFA, back to for, the whole,
0: sorry, you're getting these stories from Twitter, right?
1: yeah <clears throat> I, I just I'm just can't believe that yeah. you know there's no infrastructure to support this. There's, it's not the place where we should be doing this, but man, oh man, I've
0: even seen some stuff on YouTube that's just outrageous, but I will leave that for another time. <laughs> Germany is examining legal action against FIFA over its armband stance. The German Football Association, the DFB, said it was examining a FIFA's threat to impose disciplinary action against players who wear the one love armband at the World Cup tournament was even legal. Yeah, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. Saudi, the stock exchange will be closed on Wednesday. A national public holiday has been called. And they're going to reopen on Thursday via TV, State TV. King Salman Bin uh, declared Wednesday as a public holiday after the Saudi football team beat Argentina in the World Cup on Tuesday.
1: Heck. Heck. If we beat Belgium tomorrow, will our prime minister call a holiday?
0: <laughs> oh, well, he would, but then our then our then our, our premier would say no. Yeah, get to work, <laughs> fucking lazy fucks. Anyways, <laughs> here's another fun one. Lukaku's out, Hazard is in. That has raised Canada's uh, chances just a little bit for tomorrow. Hey, there's some good. There's
1: some good news. I don't know that I believe it, but you know the Belgium is slow in the back. And now Hazard is in there, so I'm like there's some you know, we have some speed. It's all about our tactics and positioning now, but you know, we'll we'll know it in the first half whether how we're matching up and whether
0: or not we can fight it out. Yeah. Just put Davies against Hazard and we're good. That's all we need to do. Just 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 put Davies against them. Put Davies against them, David in front of them. Boom. And Azorio somewhere in the middle. And we're, and we're good. We're good. And we're good. <laughs> That's all we need to do. We got,
1: we got it figured out. John Herdman, nah, take a seat.
0: <laughs> it's Phil Tobin and Boris Roberto fucking Aguilar. We're the ones who got this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're already 30 <laughs> minutes in and we haven't even started talking about the games because really there's only two games to talk about.
1: Yeah, that's true. Huh? I I didn't even watch
0: the first one. I'm sorry. I God, saw okay. highlights. Yeah, I was up. I figured you would the morning. old man.
1: <sighs> old
0: man, Phil. Yeah, I
1: was well, sleeping.
0: All right, so let's talk about that game. Third minute, we're going to be talking about Argentina versus Saudi Arabia. Everyone knows the result, unless you've been living under a rock or at work in an office. Third minute in, Messi forced a beautiful save against Saudi's keeper, Al-Away's... Um, it was a really nice shot. Right away, mm-hmm. you're thinking, oh, crap, what is going to be happening? It was crazy. It was honestly freaking crazy. All right, 10 minutes in. Messi got a penalty and scored. He was just toying with the poor keeper, which is was, which was funny to watch.
1: He's got the class. He's got the class.
0: Messi. That made Messi the first Argentinian player to score at 4 World Cups. Nice. Like also Messi. of note, the crowd was insane during this entire game. It was loud in there. Like, loud. Crazy loud. That is a proper
1: home match, man. It's a proper home match.
0: Yep. World Cup energy. 23rd minute. Match. 23rd minute, Messi has a goal. Called offside, very close. But again, if you're gonna use technology, if you're gonna use VAR, you have to call these yep. down the line. Yeah. That's the way the rule book reads, so you yep. gotta do it. Yep. By the twenty-seventh minute, yep. I have to say that the Saudis were starting to give it to Argentina because and then by the thirtieth minute, Martinez has another goal ruled offside.
1: Yeah, they were peppering, but they were slightly undisciplined.
0: Yep, the Argentinian fans at that point were bitching at VAR. Kind of funny. <laughs> I, to, I honestly have to say it's funny of all countries in this world to, 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 to not like VAR. It should be Argentina, but that's kind yes. of funny.
1: All right, that, that's that's baked into the national makeup.
0: <laughs> yep, it really is. It really is. All right. Second half. What's going on in the second half? Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia levels or levels the game in the 48th minute. A shock from the Green Falcons that will have Argentina crying and shaking in their boots because they really were shaking in their boots after this. And I have to say that this rattled Argentina. Saleh Al-Shari with a beautiful finish. Not as good as the second goal though. But it was really nice. Just wiped through the Argentinian defense. 48th minute. Argentina won. Saudi Arabia won. Saudi took the lead then in the 53rd minute. It was insane. Um, it was crazy. Al <laughs> Aldwazari. With an incredible curled finish, after literally cutting through not one, not two, not three, but four Argentinian players, the defense was non-existent. I felt like I was watching TFC twenty twenty-two. Argentina Ain't goes no. up two to one.
1: Come on, man! Before that, remember Garcia, Pylon,
2: or,
0: <laughs> or what was that TFC. Puerto Rican name, Marco Velez? Oh, Marco Velez! Yeah, the people to this day. People still think that he was a good player. Oh, man. Pylons. Two to one. Saudi Arabia. And that's how it basically stayed until the end. But, man, Argentina looked frustrated. They looked angry. They looked nervous. The person sweating in that stadium the most must have been the Argentinian coach. Because, Mm. you know, this is honestly like, oh, no, seriousness. This is probably considered one of the biggest upsets in World Cup history.
1: Yeah, for for a, a group stage round, yeah, this is this is pretty high up there, if not tippy top of it. Yep, that's uh, that's a shocker. Yep, but you know, again, all bets are off, in, in especially football when you got home when you got the home fans, right? Like, yeah, it's just it's um, congratulations to them because they had the energy, they brought the passion, and they they caught the the breaks, you know for an undisciplined Argentinian side, as far as all these offsides go and whatnot. And it's just too bad. They play fast and they got to get their system down. You know, hopefully that's what pre-tournament is for, but it seems like they're getting the rest off a little bit
0: still. Yep. I'm sure they'll bounce back and, and do all right
1: in the rest of this. Yeah,
0: season. I'm sure they will. You know, and, and let's be honest, right. Let's give Saudi Arabia this one. They did. They looked yep. pretty good. Their goalkeeper. Amazing. You know, the, the and they just look pretty damn good. By far, the best looking uh, team from that area, the best Asian team, 100%. Uh, yeah. So, let's give them all the credit. Yep. Good job. Good job, Saudi. They deserve the day off tomorrow. All right. Let's talk Mexico Poland. Really, this match had nothing up until, well, I guess the what was that? The 60-something minute, 68th minute or something like that. But let's talk about this. Lewandowski Lewandowski has yet to score in a World Cup. How crazy of a stat is that? This guy can score with his eyes closed in club play, but has yet to find the back of the net in the World Cup.
1: Hey, man. World Cup, man. Defenses step up, right? That's, that's, (laughs) That's the M.O. You need to have the strong defense. So I guess he's not able to crack it. It is rather incredible. But I know he was running free and clear at the beginning. So he was taking his chances, making his runs. But, uh, yeah. And
0: to all credit to Lewandowski, because that penalty kick was nice. It wasn't cheap. It wasn't weak. It wasn't obvious. Let's give some credit. Let's put some respect to the name of Guillermo Ochoa. Yep. Yep.
1: Ochoa stepped up and really did well. 37 really years old
0: still has it made 17 penalty saves in his career including 4 for the national team Guillermo Ochoa best hair in the world cup best <laughs> name in the world cup 37 years old what a what a stud and, and for me to give anyone from the Mexican team any credit means a lot yeah
1: that is true i, I i'll tell you this though Overall, I got to say, some of the goalkeeping that I saw today was top-notch. Yes. Like, today, like, Schmeichel, every, like, oh, my goodness. There's just so much great goalkeeping going on. And, like, these are highlight reel types of things. Like, no business getting to some of these shots. Yep. So, good on them.
0: Mexico, 0 Poland zero for a second. I forgot who they're facing. All right, let's jump to Denmark, Tunisia. Another 0-0 final. Um, again, pretty good game, pretty even game. Uh, some would say this was a more of a victory, moral victory for Tunisia, Denmark. Yep. You know, a little, a little bit of pressure. They a had a slack. pretty good Euro. Um, you know, they, 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 they looked not that great, but again they can easily recover, right? This isn't the worst thing.
1: Well, you had the return of Eriksen after his horrific injury, which buoyed Denmark a little bit and their fans. But honestly, Schmeichel was uh, a big one on that in net for Denmark, as far as I'm concerned. And I really thought Tunisia had some dangerous-looking attacks and had way, way more... Um, Possession and and threat than I would have given them credit for. So yeah. they're they've stood out to me as as a potential dark horse.
0: Let's let's take a look at these stats. Sixty one point three percent possession for Denmark. Thirty eight point seven percent possession for Tunisia. Mm-hmm. Shots on target five for Denmark, one for Tunisia. Interceptions yep. eleven for Denmark, eight for Tunisia. 37 clearances for Tunisia, only 11 for Denmark.
1: Yeah, well, 500 and
0: 95 yeah. passes for Denmark versus 374 for Tunisia.
1: Yeah, and, and Tunisia, to be fair, were playing like rail one. They were just peppering the guy a lot up front. But I'm just saying some of those rounds were really good. And they just didn't land on net. They didn't land on target. But they still got behind defenses. They still got way more ground than I would have thought they would have for what should have been a result for Denmark.
0: That's all. For me. Yep. All right. Let's talk France and Australia. Yesterday pegged. (laughs) <laughs> this to go to the soccer roos, and I was a little happy, but realistically, I knew that France was going to catch up. Craig Goodwin in the eighth minute scored for the good guys, the soccer roos, to put Australia ahead one to nothing.
1: It's a good moment. I was happy for you.
0: And then two I minutes knew. later, I called these- it yesterday. Yeah. (laughs) Two minutes later, things got worse for France Because Lucas Hernandez was limping off of the field As he got injured (sighs) Man, really bad there Really bad I hope he's okay
1: Yeah, Yeah, me too Nobody wants any injuries But hey The France team is deep Tio Hernandez
0: with a beautiful cross Rabiot Makes it 1-1 31st minute. Olivier Giroud puts France in the lead. That's his 50th for his country. 50 goals for his country. Congrats Giroud. At That's awesome. Who's he one behind at that point? Mr. Thierry Henry yep. for the lead and yep. he did it in less games. Yep. All right. At 36 years old and 53 days, Giroud is the oldest player ever fielded by France at a World Cup. That's a nice little stat. Yep. You're 36. You're not dead yet. Jesus Christ. I'm 36 still. (laughs) You're not dead yet. I'm not dead yet. Yet. And then Mbappe, 67th minute. He squeezed between two Australian center backs with the head. uh, And he got the goal to make it 3-1 France. Congrats to Mbappe on that one.
1: Yeah, I'm... I'm having a real tough time when I saw the cameras at the beginning of the France match. And let me know if you, you felt this way, anybody out there. Because when I saw it, I thought I was playing FIFA 23. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's... And then I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, that's a video game and this is real life. But, man, so close.
0: <laughs> so close. You think so, huh? <laughs>
1: well, I'm just saying. I, I, I told I my know. friends they were like, "We're looking for streams for the World Cup," and I'm like, "Oh, I got on my TV." I'm like, "Maybe look at YouTube because a friend of mine she told me that she's
0: watching it on YouTube." Yeah,
1: they all go to YouTube and they're all watching live streams of FIFA 23
0: simulating the games. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy what people are doing to get. Uh, just go on Twitter. I'm sure people are streaming it for free. It's Twitter. It's a. It's 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 the Thunderdome right now.
1: mm Hmm. I know, but it's just funny because they were trying to put it up at work, and I'm like, sixty-two
0: point four percent on for France possession versus Australia's thirty-seven point six percent. Seven shots on target versus Australia's one. Yeah, pretty tough game for Australia. All in all, the defending champs got the W. That was that. Got, that was who, all the action. Who got the, who got the fourth in uh, in the France game? Oh, the fourth. There was a fourth goal. Yeah. I only went up to three because that's when I stopped giving a crap.
1: All right, who did that? Drew because he tied.
0: Yeah, Thierry Henry. Okay,
1: yep. there we go. So he tied Thierry Henry. So I, I thought that I heard that. I, I, you know, really at, at that point it was becoming farcical. Yeah. So they, it would just looked like a training ground. Like it was just. Yep. They weren't. They weren't even putting the balls on, into. They just had to direct it towards the net and with enough force that. It was like they didn't have to put anything extra on. It's like, okay, yeah, it's just yeah. going in.
0: All right, let's talk about tomorrow. <laughs> Match day four, November 23rd, 2022. First game of the day, Morocco versus Croatia.
2: <sighs> Croatia. I'm hoping for, okay. That.
0: My heart says Croatia. Or sorry. My heart says tie. My brain says Croatia. Oh, I, I'm going Croatia on that. Going I'm
1: Croatia. gonna say, I'm gonna say two to one, two one or three one Croatia.
0: All right, the next game up is Germany versus Japan.
1: Ah, uh, I liked Yorkie's breakdown that he he has belief in Japan, and they do they aren't terrible on the the sheets. And you know, last week was a warm up against Canada, but I think Germany's got this one in the bag.
0: I hate to yep, say. Same here. I think Germany's got this one. Next game will be interesting: Spain versus Costa Rica. Spain should win, but you just never know what Spain is going to show up, and you never know what's going to well, like how, Costa how good or bad. Yeah. yeah, exactly.
1: They they got the last Concacaf spot, I believe. Yep. They were on by shoestrings. Yep. But that being said they have it in them to come up with some pretty brilliant play. Yep. It just depends on whether or not
0: Spain is feeling rusty and flat or not. Yep, depends how much hammo and serrano they had for breakfast.
1: Yeah, and you know what, it really comes down to if they get shell-shocked like uh like uh what you would call it did today like Argentina. Argentina. Yep. I exactly. just find that they they play a very highly pressured skilled passing game and ball movement game and if they're off, if they're getting off sides on everything and
0: whatnot, then they're going to struggle with with any uh, adversity. Yep. All right, And then the main event, Belgium versus Canada. First time in 36 years for Canada versus the frauds that is Belgium. My God. I'm going to be either throwing up in the toilet or watching. (laughs) As long as you're not eating off the toilet after you throw up. We're good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not going to be a productive
1: afternoon at work. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> it's going to be, yeah. Uh,
0: you know I, what? I hope. I hope. I hope. I'm going to say Canada, but I'm like, uh, okay, Phil, let, let's be honest here. You said it best. I will be happy with a goal for Canada. If they score a goal,
1: especially in this game, and I think that no matter what happens in that game, if we lose or if we win or if we draw, if we score a goal in that game, I think that we have a fighting chance at the other two games. Yeah. Because I think our keeper is originally from Croatia. From Serbia. Um,
0: Yeah, uh, from Serbia.
1: Okay. So he's going to be
0: motivated to have a heck of... He's always great anyway. Like... I that man it. has like, single-handedly saved us. Here's the thing about Canada. Yeah. Um. Just le- let's let's realistically talk about this, and, and like all joking aside, all biases aside, Canada did have some issues during qualifying. I saw this in person a couple times, especially at Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton. Um. Mm-hmm. You know they coughed up possession a lot. The midfield coughed up possession a shit ton. They were playing the long ball game in the middle of winter. Not a smart tactic. Um. But and then they they started passing, but. Their formation was off, and they coughed up the ball in the midfield a lot. You cannot allow Belgium to do that. So here's what Canada needs to do, and we talked about this already. They need to find Belgium's weak side. I think we know what the weak side is for Belgium, and they have to capitalize and move the ball and just constantly move the ball because Belgium is a slightly older team right now. Get them tired, and I think that's how we're going to score against Belgium. Yeah, and you
1: know what? Good teams, you know what you do if your passing game is on. Make the other team run after the ball. Because you're controlling where the passing's going. If you tire out those the Belgian, the aging Belgians, like you're pointing out, they're chasing the ball. They're tired for the rest of the game. Guess what? You're gonna be able to like no matter what kind of substitutions they get, you're probably gonna be able to fight it down. You know, you're gonna be able to counter. Yep. Yep. But I'm 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 gonna say that, you know, despite our helium inhaling. High as a kite predictions and hopes and dreams and hearts and mouth and everything like that. I'll just be glad with a goal tomorrow, like you say. There I'm you not expecting it. First.
0: What are you having for dinner tonight? What's on, what's on tap for dinner?
1: Uh, I think, actually, because I've been eating soup lately. I don't want to have soup, so I'm going to eat some chicken wings. Chicken wings.
0: Air fryer? Yep, air frying the chicken wings. Well, I got well, some what toppings. What what topping are you going to do? Like uh, Cajun, lemon... Uh,
1: dry I, rub I'm or wet I really well the Cajun is a dry rub for me I'm thinking the dry rub but I might do there's a whiskey sauce in there ooh and ooh. it's the pinties ones are very good they're expensive
0: I yeah, know what are. it's gonna taste like tomorrow if I throw them up <laughs> <laughs> all right more important question what what are you gonna have for breakfast like what's what's Phil's plan leading into 2 pm oh
1: oh believe me there'll be no breakfast there'll be maybe I'll have some soup for lunch. I'm going to have an empty stomach. Yeah. And then the nerves are going to kick when that pregame show starts.
0: Yeah. The At nerves 11 a.m. Eastern.
1: Yeah. Then I'm just going to be a write off. I figure. And then the national anthem I'm going to be in tears. <laughs> <laughs> and if we score, something's going to get broken. <laughs>
0: And yeah, (laughs) that's about it. (laughs) What about you? I'm having ribs tonight. I'm in the mood of ribs. I think ribs is uh, is called for. In terms of, well, here's the thing. I'm not sleeping well at all right now. I think you can tell by my bags. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm not sleeping well, so I'll probably be up watching the Morocco-Croatia game. I'm hoping not to be, uh, but like probably have breakfast around 8 in the morning. Bagel with cream cheese, bagel with butter, and a slice of Swiss is most likely on the docket with a side of fruit. And hmm. and um, uh, what do you call it? Yogurt. And that usually I'm good until late afternoon, basically dinner. I, I I try to have a good breakfast and a good dinner and nothing really in between outside of like water. And yeah, shit, tons water. shit tons of coffee. Shit tons of coffee. I stopped coffee.
1: drinking coffee. Who are you? I know. I've been giving it up for about 3 months now. Yeah. No. I don't know what's going on, but it right. gives me acid reflux all of a sudden.
0: Well, you're old, so it would. I know. I drink water now. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so that's our days. You heard to hear first. Bill. Always a pleasure. Everyone listening. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the day in the life of a supporter right now. Exactly, exactly. He's Phil. I'm Boris. Until tomorrow, stay safe, watch safe, be safe, stay tranquilo. Good night. All stare, eyes glazed, garage burned down, the fire raged. For 40 days and in 40 ways, but through the blaze they see it fade. The sea of black, the beaming heat on their faces. Then a figure emerges from the wastage Eyes transfixed with a piercing gaze One hand clutching his sword Raised to the sky They wonder how, they wonder why The sky turns white, it all becomes clear They felt lifted from their fears They shed tears in the light After six dark years Young bold soldiers The fire burns, cracks and smoulders Five years older and wiser The fires are burning on fire Never tire, slay warriors In the forest and on high